Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm legendary anchor man, and today only... I'm legendary birthday boy, Bill Curtis. And here is your host at the Studebaker Theater at the Fine Arts Building in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. So delighted to be with you. We have a fine show for you today. Later on, we're going to be talking to John Wilson, the creator of How To with John Wilson on HBO. But first, as you heard, today, the day we are doing the show, is Bill's birthday. And we want to ask our dear friend, judge and scorekeeper Bill, is there anything special you would like for your birthday? I want what everybody wants, Peter. My own voice on my voicemail. (laughs) I think that can be arranged. (laughs) <laughs> if anybody out there might like that, give us a call. It's our prize. The number is one triple eight. Wait, wait. That's one eight 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 nine two four eight nine two four. Hi, you were on. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. Hi, this is Pat from Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat. How are you from Wilmington? You say. What do you do there in Wilmington? Well, for many, many years, I've been a high school counselor. Oh wow. Yeah. Is- wow. Right. <laughs> I-, I always found going to the counselor in high school somewhat stressful. Because I always assumed that would be the first person outside my own family I would disappoint. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's d- d- not true. Well, okay. well you don't know. You don't know. For all I know, my high school counselor's out there and he's going, fart jokes. Well, okay. <laughs> well, Pat, welcome to the show. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First, it's a comedian and actor currently on strike, I guess, Double strike? Yeah. It is Eugene Cordero. Hi. I'm on double strike. Double strike. (laughs) Next, the comedian whose special is called Love Joy on Peacock, and she's about to go on tour across Canada with Just for Laughs. It's Joyelle Nicole Johnson. Yes. Hey, Pat. And finally, a humorist and founder of Hatch Space Community Woodshop who will be appearing with author Neil King at the Brattleboro Literary Festival on October 14th in Brattleboro, Vermont. It's Tom Baudette. Hello, Pat. Pat, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, you will win our prize. Any voice from our show, you might choose on your voicemail. Are you ready to go? Yep, no pressure, huh? No, no pressure at all. None of these people in front of me are even paying attention. <laughs> Here we go, Pat. Here's your first quote. It's from U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. No loincloths. He was talking about the Senate's decision to officially relax what policy? You gads. It's been a long time since I've even recognized a loincloth, so I'm sorry. I, I have no idea. Well, I could, I could give you a hint and try to get you to answer the question, or I could ask you about the situations in which, long ago, you saw loincloths. <laughs> I have to stay employed, sorry. I understand. I understand. Well, it, uh, the reason Senator Whitehouse was talking about loincloths is it has to do with clothing. Oh, they don't have to wear, like, suit and tie. Yes, they're relaxing the dress code. Very good. Uh 
Welcome to Casual Congress. On Monday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced the Senate would no longer be enforcing its long-standing dress code. So apparently, uh, as we heard from Bill, Senator Whitehouse felt finally free to take off his loincloth. <laughs> Everybody believes that this was done for the benefit of Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, who famously dresses like that pile of laundry in the corner come to life. <laughs> yes, he looks a lot like the wardrobe that my son brought home from college with him this summer. Right. And this has taken the legs right out from under my, you know, dress for the job you want to have. Right. <laughs> so, I think yeah. he's dressing for the job he wishes it was. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, I hate this. I hate when comedians wear shorts on stage. I don't want to see anybody's lower thigh. I don't want to see any <laughs> kneecaps. You know, cover it up. Why? What do you find objectionable to lower thighs and kneecaps? I don't like people's bodies. <laughs> Cover it up. Cover it up. Yeah. Okay. But I will say that um, it's going to really help places like JCPenney and Gantt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, it's gonna, Not to mention, yeah. and I say this in all respect to Senator Fetterman, goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to kill the men's warehouse yeah. in, uh, in D.C., though. Yeah. 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 Susan Collins, one of the people who did not like this change, she announced that she would wear a bikini on the Senate floor in protest. That's true, she said that. It's just the latest thing that Susan Collins had said she would do that she won't do. <laughs> All right, Pat, your next quote is from the United States Marine Corps. If you have any information on its whereabouts, please call us. The Marine Corps was asking earlier this week for all good citizens' help in finding a what that they had misplaced. Like a flag? Oh, no, bigger than a flag. Certainly more expensive than a flag. Mine had a oh flag on it. I might have had a flag painted on the fuselage. Does that help? Oh, gosh, a, a big, big, big bomber. Close enough, a fighter jet. They lost an <laughs> F-35. Gone. They misplaced it. It was in their other pants, I guess. The bad news, they lost a $100 million stealth fighter jet. The good news is, the stealth part works. <laughs> and this is true. This thing just flew off and disappeared without its pilot, and the Marine Corps got so desperate, they put up a request for the public to look for it. They had to put up flyers on lampposts. <laughs> and the saddest part, the saddest part of this whole adventure was watching the poor pilot walking around the airbase parking lot, clicking his key, <laughs> hoping he'd hear that beep. They do look alike. It's like Subaru. It really is, man. It really is. And of course, all the Marines drive the same fighter jet, you know. Right, right. You know, it's too bad they didn't have some kind of, I don't know, like if there's an electronic, like, Tracking system. You think? Or no, see, this, yeah. this is the lesson, Tom. Yeah. Yes, you cannot skimp, no matter how many people complain. Yeah. You cannot skimp on these major weapon systems. They should have paid 30 bucks for the air tag. That's yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, find my plane on my, uh, right here on my watch. Exactly. Yeah. Pat, your last quote is Kim Kardashian. And she was telling us all about her favorite new medical procedure. It's really saving my friends' lives. Kardashian was talking about this hot new status symbol among the rich and famous like her, going to a clinic and getting a full-body what? Yikes. Um. Yikes, indeed. 
Booty reduction? Nice. Good. Now, nice effort, Pat. Now, I like that. I like that. A full, a full body booty I, reduction. I, I completely can see, given who we're talking about, why you might think that. No, it's not that. It's full body MRI scans. Move over, private jets. Celebrities and influencers are bragging about going to get full body MRIs, which health insurance does not cover and cost $2,500 a pop. Doctors do not recommend this. That's why insurance doesn't cover it. Because the MRI always has false positives. It finds odd things in your body that aren't dangerous at all. They're just like the pimples and scars you have in your skin. The only way this would be less useful is while you were in there, the doctor read you your horoscope. <laughs> um, paying, what is it, 2,500 bucks? Yeah, 2,500 yeah. bucks. I mean, if I was gonna spend 2,500 bucks to give me that much to worry about, I would just buy a used car. You know, it was like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. If this is a trend, I'm ahead of it. I had to get a scope done to my knee, so I have an MRI from like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And it is hot. You were, yeah. <laughs> Influencing. You were yeah. You can look. You can look deep into my knees. I, we have to say, since we've been mocking these people, that it has worked out well for some people. Earlier this year, TV host Maria Menounos, uh, she did this, and she found out she had an early stage cancer that could be treated. And, and recently, Bill Maher did it, and he learned that nobody likes him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what getting, organ does yeah. that show up in? <laughs> Bill, how did Pat do in our quiz? Well, Pat, it is my birthday. <laughs> so we'll be kind. So we're going to give you two out of three. That is a win in this contest. Congratulations. Congratulations. Pat, thank you so much for playing. Take care. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Tom, a concierge, as I'm sure you know, usually works at a hotel. They help people book tours or restaurant tables, whatever they need. Now there's a similar kind of professional concierge who'll provide any service that you might need as you do what? Um, we're not back to restroom attendants, no, please. We are okay, not. Okay, no, good. No, 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 no. Um, I need a hint. I will. Well, they will decorate your dorm room, but you, they will not go through the frat hazing for you. Oh, my God. If you're in, in a college? Like yes, a, a college student. A college a col concierge? A college concierge. So they're called campus concierges, but they're essentially moms for hire. Oh, man, they've jobbed out helicopter parents. They have. This is amazing. They have. They, they will do anything you need. They'll decorate your dorm room. They'll bring you home-cooked meals. They'll pick up your medicine for the pharmacy, whatever. Your 19-year-old prefrontal cortex is still too primitive to understand. I would have probably misused that service a lot. Yeah. Like when the Pink Floyd record got to the end and was just like skipping, skipping. It would be like, would you get that? <laughs> yeah, they would have ate this up on my college campus. I went to Boston College. It was a bunch of rich kids. Yeah. And they would actually put up signs to say, will somebody do my laundry? Because they didn't know how to do you, laundry. You are kidding me. I'm not kidding wow. you. So they, where would they put up these signs? In the dorm. Like, oh, would somebody do my laundry? Like asking a poorer student. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. No. Really? Yeah. Yes, these kids were very rich. Wow. And in the meantime, can anybody find my plane? I lost it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't seem to have myself. I can't seem to have myself. 
Coming up, we upstage a giant ball of twine. It's our Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door. We all have that endless home to-do list. Repair the leaky dishwasher, fix the fridge, get the faucet to stop dripping. Get it all done with Front Door, the one-stop home repair and maintenance app. With Front Door, you can video chat with home repair experts, diagnose the problem faster, and cross off that to-do list. Now, when your home needs fixing or maintenance, just open the Front Door. Download and get unlimited video chats with an expert for just $25 a year. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. This message is brought to you by Wondery. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura protects residents from global catastrophes. But a dark secret threatens Pura's very existence. Binge all episodes of The Last City ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Tom Bodette, Joyelle Nicole Johnson, and Eugene Cordero. And here again is your host... At the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Right now, it is time once again for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game on the air. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this is Chris Chestnut. I'm Chicago, Illinois. Chicago! You want to come down and do this in person? We'll wait. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do here in the finest city in the world? I'm a high school teacher. You are. Yeah. Do, you, do you work? Do you work uh, for the public schools for Chicago public schools? I do. Yeah, Uplift High School in uh, Uptown. Uplift in Uptown. All right, man. Well, thank you for that. So, Chris, it's uh, great to have you. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Chris's topic? Come visit the Emerald Isle. There are so many reasons. To visit Ireland, you know them, the lush scenery, the excellent whiskey, the magical stone you can make out with. <laughs> but this week we learned about a brand new tourist attraction in Ireland. Our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the one who's telling the truth. You'll win the white waiter of your choice in your voicemail. Are you ready to play? All right. All right. First, sure. let's hear about an attraction in Ireland from Eugene Cordero. All right. On a recent business trip to Dublin, mixed martial arts fan Andrew Hogan jumped at a chance to partake in the Conor McGregor experience. The tour included where the fighter grew up and his training camp. But what sets this experience apart is that you have an opportunity to actually fight McGregor. (laughs) Well, a McGregor, not Conor. There is a sliding scale for each family member You can select Connor's 84-year-old grandfather for a three-minute spar, or his Aunt Clara, who many assume is a pushover until word got around that she's a freak in the ring and a beast of a striker. (laughs) 
<laughs> the tour concluded with drinks with Patrick McGregor and family at the Black Forge Inn, a pub Connor owns. And after a night of drinking, the last thing you want to do is get into a fight, Andrew adds. I'm happy my fight happened first. The Connor McGregor experience where you get to fight any member of his family you choose. Your next story of an invitation to Ireland comes from Tom Bodette. Tourists and amateur astronomers flock like sheep to the round feeder when word spread of the overnight appearance of a mysterious crater on Port Marnock Beach near Dublin. Local astronomy enthusiast David Kennedy ascertained the large hole almost certainly had cosmic origins and retrieved a stone from the crater for further testing. While Mr. Kennedy pursued the scientific origins of the crater, social media put its hive mind genius to work and revealed the truth behind the crater's creation. It was a hole dug by Charlie Wallace and Peter McAvoy using a plastic shovel. Several experts commented that had the crater been caused by a meteorite, it would have sure been something. Mr. Kennedy is going to have his rock tested anyway because you never know. <laughs> a mysterious crater with a meteor in it draws tourists to a beach near Dublin, only to discover eventually that it was just a hole that two guys dug. Your last story of an emerald attraction comes from Joyelle Nicole Johnson. For the last 20 years, the famed castle in Kilkenny has had to compete with another major attraction, the Guinness Book of World Records' largest shepherd's pie, cast in resin in Matt Miller's pub. The pie was made in 2003 by the owner's dear mum, Maeve, and her merry band of pie makers, and weighs in at a wondrous 10,000 kilograms. For Americans, that's 22,000 pounds. And for dumb Americans, that's very heavy. <laughs> the issue, however, unruly clientele keep damaging the pie. Surrounded by billiards, tables, darts, and drunk people looking for a quick snack, the pie is under constant threat. What began with a do not touch sign progressed to a velvet rope and ended with a mesh fence. But nothing has worked and the pie has crumbled over the years. So this week they're putting the pie out of its misery. It's set for destruction at the annual Kilkenny pub crawl. When asked if he'll miss his main attraction, Matt Miller responded with a resounding, I will in me hole, which is Irish for hell no. <laughs> All right, which of these drew tourists to Ireland? Was it from Eugene Cordero, the Conor McGregor experience where you get to see where he trains and fight any member of his family you think you can take? From Tom Bodette, a mysterious crater formed by a meteorite and or two Irish guys with shovels on the beach. Or from Joelle Nicole Johnson, the largest shepherd pie in the world, carefully preserved, but that could not be protected from hungry pub goers. Which of these is the real story of an Irish tourist attraction? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, cosmic hole. The cosmic hole. That is Tom's story about the big hole in the beach that people fought was a visitor from another world, but was just a hole. All right, well, to bring you the correct answer, we are going to hear from someone reporting on the real story. The mystery of the hole on the North Dublin beach has apparently been solved, denting the hopes of a local space enthusiast. That was Colette Fitzpatrick reporting for Virgin Media News, who first broke the story about the lads who dug the newsworthy hole. Congratulations, you got it right. All right. Thank you. the point for Tom. You've won our prize. The voice of your choice on your voicemail. I've got to ask you, what grade do you teach? 
ninth grade, right? Ninth grade, so freshman. Yeah. Do you think that yeah. they, the freshmen, are going to be impressed that you won on this show? I think so, if they're NPR-less, just for sure. Well, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that age, about 14, is the absolute center of our demographic. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for playing. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. And now the game where we ask people who do one thing about another thing entirely. It's called Not My Job. How to with John Wilson on HBO is very hard to describe. It's a documentary series about living in New York, but it's also about coincidences and random chance, obsessive interests and hobbies and sewage mishaps. I cannot actually explain it even though I love it. So in order to give that a try, we've invited on the show's creator, director and star, John Wilson. Welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So. I I know you've had to do this many times over the three seasons of your show, but can you explain what it is? Um, The way I originally pitched it was just, it's kind of like planet Earth, but for New York City, you know, but um, instead of David Attenborough narrating it, um, it's me. Right. And, um, you know, and I have to film everything. Right. And and, and just to give people a flavor of who haven't seen it, you'll start off uh, in New York City and you'll start with a basic proposition, how to find a parking space, how to split a check, how to appreciate wine, how to watch a game, whatever, very basic stuff. And by the end of the episode, you have had this bizarre adventure that has led you to the most bizarre people and places, uh, uh, a a convention of vacuum cleaner collectors. (laughs) Um, oh, yeah, it, they were great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when did you start to do these films? Because apparently you've been making them long before they were aired on HBO. Uh, yeah, I started making them around 2010. It just kind of grew into this thing where, like, I guess uh, it, it had a budget, you know, and then I was able to to make uh, props and someone else kind of bought the whiteout uh, that I make the titles with. So yeah, the, ti- the, 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 the titles are done in whiteout seemingly painted across the screen and you're saying that, that that show, when I see the whiteout handwritten across my screen giving me the title, I'm looking at HBO's budget, <laughs> yeah. their money, that, that Time Warner money up on the screen. That's what you're telling me. Exactly. I have a, I, yeah, I have a lifetime supply, um, but you know, it's... You know, it's. I feel like Game of Thrones. The paper plate budget for Game of Thrones is <laughs> is probably more than the cost of my show in general. Right. <laughs> and, and I have to ask you: You run into these amazing people who tell you these astonishing things about themselves or their interests. Are, are they all real? And did you, in fact, find them by accident? Um, yeah, these are all real people, and that's what I want to stress more than anything. I'm 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 often encountering these people just like as I walk around. I, I, I went to this referee store that was in my neighborhood three different times just trying to meet a referee and <laughs> waiting for one to invite me to something. I, I'm, go, I'm first, going to suggest that it's a little surprising it took you three visits to meet a referee in a referee <laughs> store. Yeah, it was a kind of a low traffic environment. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, they had a lot of nice whistles for, for sale. So the third time that he described the whistles to me, finally a ref walked in and um, he 
miraculously invited me to a dinner filled with referees, um, which which turned into, you know, this this kind of chaotic scene when I finally got there. But um, I spend a lot of time and I try really hard to make sure that whatever's on screen is authentic. It is amazing about the, the number of shots you have of just people in New York doing aston- just incredibly interesting things that always, when you write your narration to it, it's an effect that's hard to describe. But I imagine it's hard to get all that footage that's so perfect for every moment. Yeah, I mean, I shoot a lot of the stuff myself, but I have uh, I have four to five amazing teams of, of um, second unit shooters that go out every single day during production and just shoot for hours and hours every day um, with a scavenger hunt list. And, so um, can, you, can you give me like a sample of what's like, I'm one of your crews, what would be in my list for a day? What kind of thing? Something like a, you know, a Poland Spring bottle filled with urine. Um, <laughs> oh, give, oh, give me something unusual. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, how, houses that look like faces, you know, uh, something like that. Do you ever suspect that after a successful day of filling out your, your list that they just gave up, bought a bottle of Poland Spring themselves and <laughs> drank it, you know, waited I, a while? I, 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 I I try not to have a quota. No, I understand. Uh, understand. (laughs) We understand that you have a background in more traditional reality TV. Do you enjoy watching, like, when you're off duty, I guess, enjoy watching reality TV? Is that that your genre? Uh, Yeah. Um, I watch a lot. What was I watching? I mean, I watch Below Deck. Um, (laughs) That's the one about the people uh, who work on the yachts, right? Yeah, you know, you just, uh, you know, it's nice to see people just, Doing a nice job. Sure. <laughs> thrilling. Did, did, are you, are, are you, did you watch the premiere of Golden Bachelor? Wait, is it out yet? Oh, oh you were excited. No, are, are you, I, I'm sorry. I, I, was, I was misinformed. I was misinformed. It's, it's, no, I, I think it comes out on the 28th. You, so clearly... <laughs> I think. So clearly you're, you're excited for it. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I may, I may make some, some kind of... Spinach dip for it. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. How to how to, how to want, how to make spinach dip, man? If you ever want to go back into season four. Well, John Wilson, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. But we have asked you here to play a game we're calling "How Not to." So obviously, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the you're in the business of instructing people how to do things. We're going to ask you about instances of people having to tell others not to do things. Answer two to okay. three correctly of these questions, you will win our prize for one of our listeners. The voice of anyone they might choose for their voicemail. Bill, who is John Wilson playing for? Linda Barton of Seattle, Washington. All right. Here's your first question, John. When the Kilauea volcano erupted in 2018, the U.S. Geological Survey released a warning advising people to not do what? A, surf on the lava flow, B, roast marshmallows in the volcanic vents, or C, play the floor is lava with the actual lava. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Gee, I guess there's a lot of surfers there. But I can't tell if they're like a s'mores kind of culture. <laughs> um, I guess uh, let's go with the, uh, I think I might go with the s'mores. You're right. No, they, I, mean, I mean marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I knew what you meant and you were correct. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. They, they told people, 
Please don't roast marshmallows with volcanic vents in, in addition to being quite dangerous. The USGS said your marshmallows will end up tasting bad. Oh, yeah, that sounds gross. All right, next question. Some warnings are legally required but are meant to be ignored. Such as which of these? A, a warning on grape juice during prohibition that said, don't put this jug in a cupboard for 20 days or it will turn into wine. <laughs> B, a warning that came on Nerf guns saying, do not point at your brother, especially not at his nads. <laughs> or C, a warning on pot gummies saying, do not take and then one hour later watch the movie Cats. <laughs> hmm. I oh jeez. Um, all right, let's go with wine. Just just because. That's I, it. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes. yes. You got okay, it. All right. I went with my gut. Okay. You with your gut. Really well. All right. One more question. It is, of course, a litigious society. We know this. So manufacturers have to put warnings on their products to keep people from using them incorrectly or dangerously. Which of these is real? A wheelbarrow with the warning, not intended for highway use. <laughs> B, a label on a baby stroller, remove child before folding. Or C, on the old iPod shuffle, do not eat. <laughs> I've always wanted to eat an iPod Shuffle. <laughs> they are. They come in those little fruit, fruit colors. They look like they're flavored. Is that your choice? I know. They really should. Yeah. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it's, it's got to be either the baby or the iPod. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with the, even though it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people have been tempted to eat the iPod. I feel like it's probably the <laughs> baby. Yeah. All three of them are real. Wow. They're all, all of the above. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, the first one was what? The first one was a wheelbarrow not intended for highway use. I'm sure, I mean. You can do I that, would, though. You can still yeah. do that. People take scooters on the highway. If, I'm just going to tell you all that if this were an episode of John's TV show, the next scene would be somebody in a wheelbarrow going down the highway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bill, how did John Wilson do in our quiz? Three out of three, John. Good luck. There you go. Yeah. You're a winner. I know you didn't win an Emmy. I hope this makes up for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it, it absolutely does. This, yeah, this, is all the, this is all the validation I needed. <laughs> John Wilson is an Emmy-nominated filmmaker. The third and final season of How To with John Wilson is streaming now on Max. Binge the whole thing. It is astounding. John Wilson, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For being much. on our show. Thank you, John. Awesome to see you. Thanks so, for the amazing yeah. show. Love you guys. Take care. In just a minute, Bill reveals an exciting secret for nerds everywhere in our listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines is passionate about empowering other small businesses. In the last several years, there are more business owners than we can count. Businesses are opening up quite frequently. And I think that shows the need, the dreams, and the desires of the community to have the independence and to have the financial freedom that's important to them. 
The reason why it's so important to me to be out there to share information and to educate the community is because I know that a dream doesn't always help you to be successful. You need the competency, you need the wisdom, you need the knowledge. That's where we come in as State Farm agents, our ability to be able to teach over 100 years of experience in this world to say, hey, we got you. You got this and we got this. Let's do it together. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Joyelle Nicole Johnson, Eugene Cordero, and Tom Bodet. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, everybody. In just one minute, we are selling limericks for a rhyme a dozen in our listener limerick challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one wait 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 That's 1-888-924-8924. Right now, panel, some more questions for you from this week's news. Eugene, the Wall Street Journal reports that many people are now using high-tech and precise data to improve their performance while doing what? Oh, uh, uh, my brain goes to the wrong place. Um, well, this is, if, if, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, you're not as far off as you might believe because what we're talking about is something that is done in the same location. Oh, sleeping. Yes, uh, sleeping. Wow. Very good. Oh, I should have answered what I do more of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody sleeps, but only the truly dedicated sleepers are incredibly annoying about it. So these are people who use fitness trackers to improve their quality of sleep. They boost their scores on their fitness tracker when they wake up. They use blackout curtains, white noise machines, whatever works. And and this is true. One of the problems is they lose sleep worrying about getting a good sleep score. And and it's it's pointless. Nobody can catch the guy at the top of the leaderboard. He's in a coma. (laughs) I don't need an app. I just need somebody to wake up with my kids. Yeah, that's the problem. And then I'll get a full night's sleep. You and me both, brother. Yeah. I, I used to tell my boys when they were little that Saturday morning we're having a sleeping contest. And it never caught on. No. It sounds like we've got the gear now. We've got the gear now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could actually have a contest, and there could be a verifiable winner. One guy, and I, this is absolutely true, this is one guy who is obsessive about it. He says, and I quote him, I have a 7% higher recovery score in the morning on days when I tape my mouth shut while asleep. Wow. He reports also that the first thing he talks to his girlfriend about when, they, when he wakes up is his sleep score. And the Wall Street Journal, as of Showtime, has yet to add the correction that she is now his (laughs) ex-girlfriend. I have allergies and asthma. If I taped my mouth shut, I would die. (laughs) But you'd get a hell of a score. There you go. Be knocked out. Joelle, good news. A psychic claiming to have gleaned what the afterlife is like explains that when we die, we will go where? The abyss? Well, that's not very good news, is it? I don't know. We'll go. This is pleasant. Oh, okay. Um, 
with all of your loved ones who've passed before you? No. No, pleasant. No. Pleasant. <laughs> Is it heaven, boo? It, well, it's a particular... Well, some people think of this as heaven. They pay a lot of money to go to them here on Earth. I'll give you a oh, hint. Oh, strip clubs in Atlanta. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. That wasn't the answer? That wasn't the, that wasn't the answer. Uh, you've left the earth, but you can still get a mud mask treatment. Maybe a, maybe a massage, maybe the steam a room. A spa? Yes, a day spa. Heaven is a day spa? That's what she says. But you have to leave at night. Yeah. <laughs> After we die... I don't believe her. Nope. After we die, she says, and she is a psychic on TikTok, So, you know, take that to the bank. Yeah. (laughs) She says, we will meet up with our deceased friends and relatives at the, quote, spiritual day spa, and they will help you relax and heal from the difficulties of your human existence. They just rolf all your trauma away. (laughs) You know, I I had a near-death experience when I was 20 years old. I had a bad accident, and... um, and so I know something about this. And it's not a spa, right. but it's very pleasant, whatever it was. And so I've, ever since then, I've just thought, whatever it is, pretty cool. Don't right. be afraid Don't of it. Don't be afraid. Were there any of those little, like, tabletop devices that make water noises? Because that would be definitely an indication that this woman was correct. No, but I can't, I, when I woke up, I had a mani-pedi, which, you know... <laughs> 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 Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one wait wait That's one 888 You can catch us most weeks at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, where we are right now. Or come see the Wait Wait stand-up tour at a city near you. Coming up will be in San Diego, September 27th, and San Francisco on September 29th. For more touring dates and for tickets to any live Wait Wait show, go to nprpresents.org. Hi, you're on Wait Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Jill Maurice from Dallas, Texas. Hey, how are things in beautiful Dallas? Um, a lot cooler now than they have been, but I'm about to fall off my chair because I'm so nervous. I'm sweating like a goose. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that one of those colorful Texan expressions yeah, I've heard so much one. about? Yeah. Like it is always. now. There you are. <laughs> well, Jill, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis, of course, is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly on two of the limericks, will be a big winner. Here is your first limerick. 3D printing can help get a salmon. Pinkish proteins we'll have to examine. I know it. We'll print fishy fillets you can put on display. It's a foodstuff inspired by... Salmon! Salmon, yes! Science has strayed even further from the light of God by coming up with a way to 3D print vegan salmon. Printing and fish. Seems like a bad combination. <laughs> You're printing your fish. You get an error message. Open tray, remove fish jam, close tray. <laughs> I just don't want to end up at a restaurant and just go, you know what? Uh, ask the chef to just type something out for me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just called McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here is your next limerick. 
For strong couples, this type is preferred. He speaks Klingon and knows elvish words. He has bought his own wand and will never abscond. For true happiness, marry a... Nerd! Yes, nerd! More and more... More and more women online are championing nerds as the best husbands. Can I get an amen yes. from our audience? Yes. <laughs> My boo is a nerd, so I will rep for the nerds. Is yes. He really? yes. What kind of nerd? He's a mechanical keyboard enthusiast. Whoa! Those aren't even words that belong together. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when, when you say mechanical keyboard, you mean like actual pianos as opposed to like No, actual keyboards for computers. I just bought him one for his birthday, and I was in the store with all the nerds, and they were like trying to tell me which one to get because I have no idea because I'm cool. But <laughs> yeah, and they like the tactile feel, and there's different feels, and he builds the keyboard. He'll lube the things. It's a very expensive And hobby. so would you concur with this uh, finding that nerds are good to date? Absolutely. So that's hot. Always yeah. a nerd, never a comedian. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your last limerick. In my multidimensional classes, I give healing, but not to the masses. Just you few select wise will emerge with new eyes. When you leave, you'll no longer need... Glasses. Glasses. According to a wellness coach in Canada, you do not actually need glasses. Samantha Lotus says that when your eye doctor says you need glasses, he is lying to you. Unlike this wellness coach who says her name is Samantha Lotus. Uh, She says you can change your eyesight by repeating eye affirmations such as, my eyes are healthy and see clearly. It may sound odd, but Ms. Lotus herself has spent months repeating, I can get people to pay money for this. <laughs> and it's worked out well. My LASIK is not failing. My LASIK is, is not, not failing. failing. <laughs> Why Men- can't I read the highway signs anymore? <laughs> Many of her patients tried this, and they were able, she says, to throw their glasses away. They feel great. Their eyes feel great, even if the rest of them hurt from constantly walking into walls. <laughs> Bill, how did Jill do in our quiz? Jill got them all right. My compliments. Great. Thank you, Jill, for playing. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Bye-bye. Jill. 2020 vision I can see. All the haters looking. 2020 vision I can see. All the haters looking. 2020 vision I can see. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. 96% of users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Save time with one click and go from editing drafts in hours to seconds. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions to help your team make their point and move faster. Make a bigger impact at work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Now on to our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores? Eugene and Tom each have three. Joyelle has two. All right. So, Joyelle, that means that you are in second place. So you're going to be up first. The clock will start when they begin. Your first question, <laughs> fill-in-the-blank. I'm panicking, all right. Don't panic. Here we go. On Tuesday, the House Oversight Committee scheduled its first hearing on Blank's impeachment. Oh, Joe Biden? Yeah, I know. On Thursday, over 40 students were injured when a Blank crashed in New York. Uh, oh, a, a bus. Yes, a bus. On Wednesday, President Zelensky was in New York to address the Blank. New York Stock Exchange. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just always wanted to ring the bell. No, the, the United Nations, the U.N. Security Council. A woman in Minnesota who was just trying to retrieve her Apple Watch, had to be pulled out of a blank by a rescue crew. A well? No, an outhouse toilet. <laughs> That's like a well. <laughs> Hold on. I say this for your own safety. No, it no, is it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this week it was revealed that blank wrote to-do lists on classified documents. Donald Trump? Yes. On Tuesday, federal prosecutors began to examine perks offered by Tesla to CEO blank. Elon Musk? Yes, this week Agatha Christie's book Halloween Party was officially republished with the new title A Haunting in Venice, despite the fact that blank. It, it didn't happen in Venice. And it didn't have a haunting. Very good. <laughs> so what happened was, after taking on more popular works like Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, the screenwriters for this new movie were excited to adapt this lesser-known Agatha Christie book, Halloween Party, which is why all they changed was the title and the location, the plot, the solution, and most of the characters. Still, the new title is the perfect way to find out who in your book club didn't actually read the book. <laughs> oh, I really like the part about the haunting in Venice. Bill, how did Joelle do in our quiz? She's been reading something. She got five rights. Ten more points. All right. Total of 12. Ooh. Oh, and my birthday's September 12th. So. There you go. Yes. It all works. That's why you're right. so smart. All, it all comes together. All right. Uh, Eugene, I'm arbitrarily choosing you to okay. go next. Here we go. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, the White House announced that Americans would receive another round of free blank tests. A COVID test. Yes. On Thursday, House Republicans blocked debate on a proposed spending bill, pushing the country closer to blank. To the uh, freeze, or like the... What is that? Uh, it's uh, everybody stopped. A stop thing. Where everybody All right. stopped. Uh, the, the stop thing, also known as the government shutdown. Shut this down. Week, everything stops. Everything stops. This week, the Federal Reserve chose to leave blanks unchanged. Uh, interest. Right. This week, a nine and under football game in Pennsylvania was delayed after a fist fight broke out between blank. Oh, dads. No, between the refs. Ah. Oh. <laughs> on Tuesday, stand up comic blank admitted to fabricating some of the stories he tells oh, on stage. Hassan. Yeah, Minaj. This week, a woman in Egypt. Egypt injured in a shark attack is blaming the incident on blank. The shark? Well, she's blaming... <laughs> more so than that, she's blaming the incident on the fact that she had thought the shark was a tuna fish. <laughs> so the woman and her friends were enjoying a day on the beach when they saw what they thought was this large tuna fish just, you know, in the water. So they started swimming towards it. Unfortunately, it was a shark and the entire beach had to be evacuated. It might seem like, you know, a simple mistake, but they really should have known something was up when they were swimming out and they said, look at that tuna. And then the supposed tuna itself spun around and said, where? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they did believe their eyes were better. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. 
Bill, how did Eugene do in our quiz? Pretty good. Four right, eight more points. But 11 is trailing Joel by one. All right. This is some pretty good performances. Uh-huh. How many, then, does Tom need to win? Five to win. All right. Ready, Tom? This All is right. for the game. On Wednesday, House Republicans accused Attorney General Merrick Garland of using the Justice Department to protect blank. Hunter Biden. Yes. Following weeks of negotiating, five U.S. prisoners were released by blank on Monday. Iran. Yes. This week, the Senate confirmed General Charles Brown as the new chairman of the blank. Oh, um, uh, Joint Chief Staff. Yes. On Thursday, it was announced that Blank's son, Lachlan, would take over his media empire. Um, Rupert Murdoch. This week, a man in Australia was fined over $2,000 after he was caught blanking at the beach. Oh, digging a giant crater with a plastic shovel. (laughs) No, he was found teaching his python to surf. You can do that. I mean, that's ambitious. Why would you arrest well, that I guy? don't know, man. I mean, what if it worked? On I mean, Tuesday, United Auto Workers announced more planned blanks at GM plants. Pickets or strikes? Yeah, strikes. Yeah. This week, a court in Denmark ruled that a conceptual artist must repay a museum $60,000 after the museum gave him the money and he gave them two blank canvases. Um, two blank canvases. That's exactly right. <laughs> over a year ago, the museum paid this artist over 60000 bucks to recreate one of his more famous pieces for the museum, and instead he sent them two blank canvases, which he said was an artwork titled Take the Money and Run. Ah, <laughs> yes. I love it. Now a court has ruled, sorry, it's not art. He has to give all that money back. The ruling has inspired Henning's latest work, a performance piece called Fleeing to a Country that Does Not Have an Extradition Treaty with Denmark. <laughs> oh, man. Bill, did Tom do well enough to win? Tom got six right, 12 more points, wins with 15. Yay! Thank you. That was hard. You did it, though. In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict, now that they are all getting full-body MRIs, what surprising thing will be found inside a celebrity? But first, let me tell you all that Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotika writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shana Donald. Thanks to the staff and crew at the Studebaker Theater. B.J. Liedemann composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss, and Lillian King. Special thanks this week to Vinnie Thomas, Blythe Robertson, and Monica Hickey. Our F-35 Gwyn is missing answers to the name of Peter. We are asking the public for help finding him. <laughs> our vibe curator is Emma Choi. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog and the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Mike, father of Stinky Danforth. Now, panel, what will be the big surprising thing that we will find inside a celebrity? Tom Baudet. Maybe not a surprise, but it's now scientifically proven that Jared Kushner is an empty suit. <laughs> Love it. Joyelle Johnson. Uh, they will find out who hurt them. <laughs> and Eugene Cordero. Uh, they'll find out that they all have the snake oil tumor in their brain that causes them to forget all moral compass and, uh, you know, they can sell anything to anybody. Yes. Well, if any of that happens, we're going to ask you about it here on Wait, Wait. Don't tell me. Thank you, Bill Curtis, and happy birthday. Thanks also. Thank you. Thanks also to Tom Bodette, Joy L. Nicole Johnson, and Eugene Cordero. Thanks to our fabulous audience here at the Studebaker Theater. 
Thank you all of you for listening at home or wherever you are. I'm Peter Sagan. We'll see you next week in L.A. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.